Hello and welcome. I am Ayla. And I'm Auntie. <laughs> and welcome to Sinister. Oh, Sinister Time. Thank you. <laughs> Mine was the softest introduction I've had. That was great. Sensual. And this, this is probably a really bad case to do a soft Yeah, one actually, too. it yeah. was. <laughs> All good. So we're going to crack into a massacre. <laughs> The Masterton Massacre, to be exact. And it is an awful case. Yeah, it doesn't sound very... And remember, we hide our pain with humour. So if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. Oh, good. (laughs) Let's not beat around the bush. (laughs) But this is not a fun case, and none of of our cases are exactly fun. Yeah. Except that George Wilder one. That was pretty good. You should check that out. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll list off other cases throughout this episode too. If we can remember them, I don't actually remember. Anywho. I'm Ayla. Oh, we've already done the interview. (laughs) 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 I was going to go anyway, Ayla. Okay, so we are talking about Raymond Wahia Ratama. So I'm going to tell you about the victims first. So you can be prepared. And then I'm going to tell you about Raymond, and then I'm going to tell you about the shit show. Okay, ready? So the victims in this case, uh, 21-year-old, were uh, 21-year-old Bevan Tipu. Nicola Ferguson, who was 20 years old. Their son, Stephen, who was age two. Mm. And their unborn child, who was a month away from being born. Far out, man. Nicola's brother, Phil Ferguson, Jr., 14 years old. And the three brothers, Piripi, 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 who was six, Barney, who was four, and Stacy, who was two. So this is, you know, if you're not into that, which I'm sure no one is, you if it's triggering, just leave. We, just, we will see you next week. That's fine. I don't have this option, but no. <laughs> unfortunately. And he's like hitting skip. Yeah. <laughs> it's not skipping. Oh, yeah. So Raymond was from Winton in Southland. He was married to Tony in 1987. So Tony, his wife, mm-hmm. Tony with an I. So they had their three boys, Perry, Barney and Stacy. So Perry and Barney had grown up with their parents in Invercargill, where they lived for three years. So at the beginning of 1992, the family fell upon hard times. Raymond Raymond was currently unemployed, but his career was sheep shearing. So yep. he, did, he was a shearer for a living, yep. which is hard, hard work. Yeah, gosh, yeah. He'd be fit AF. Yeah, or fucked with a bad bag. Yeah. <laughs> or both. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> So, um, because he was unemployed, they were unable to afford their rent and were struggling to make ends with their three boys, which is fair enough. Yeah. So, they made the decision to move into Tony's parents' home, which was located in Judd Street, Masterton. So, due to the financial stress and stress from their situation and other things, Tony and Raymond had a fight in June, which they separated, and Raymond was forced to leave Tony's parents' home. So... Raymond did look for help from social services and lawyers um, when he did need to find a home and food, but they failed to support him to do this. So Raymond was 25 at this point in time. Mm. So like 
just a baby. Yeah, just a little baby. He's our age. So... June 26, 1992, Tony left her three children at home with her sister, Nicola. I always, I read Nicola like Nicola. <laughs> Nicola. <laughs> so I try and say it like that, so bear with me if you hear me say that. Uh, three children were left at home with Nicola, Nicola's partner Bevan, their son Stephen, and Tony and Nicola's brother Philip. Mm. So Tony had gone to the pub to meet her parents, Yeah. who was also called Philip. And Rebecca Ferguson. Okay, yeah. So at 9.25, Raymond went to the D- Judd Street home. Yeah. So entering the home at 9.30 through the back door with a key he had stolen a few days prior. Yeah. So he had armed himself with a hammer and a knife. So he's not off to a good start. No, he's not, no. So he stabbed and bludgeoned seven family members to death. Dang. And had the attention to kill more. Dang. So, a part of the seven were his three sons. Oh. So... Wait, so he's having, like, a mental break at this point, eh? We'll find you, out. Yeah, you would think but so. But he is definitely in hard times, but that is, like... You Gosh, can't man. Can't suffer on your own. Yeah. Yeah, freaking don't, like... Don't let everyone else go with you, mate. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you about what happens step mm. by step. So, if you would like to skip ahead... And you're not Andy, feel free. Skip, 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 La, 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 la. You've signed up to this. I have, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know, their story deserves to be told. It does, And yep. Raymond. Fuck you. I know he stubs his toe every morning. So at 9.30 that night, Raymond... Wait, what year is this again, sorry? Mm, early oh. 90s. Okay, so he might already be dead by now then. He is not, he's in jail. Oh, okay. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> so, at 9.30 that night, Raymond entered the property... Nope. Yes. He entered the property with a hammer and knife. Yeah. And he'd stolen the key a couple to the back door a couple days prior. Yeah. Which he used to enter the house. So, Nicola and Bevan were on a mattress in the lounge with their son, Stephen... And although they tried to defend themselves, they were unsuccessful. Raymond bludgeoned them and then went around the couch to stab them to ensure they were dead. Mm. As well as stabbing Nicola in the stomach multiple times to kill her unborn child. And I don't know when and how Philip was killed, but I honestly hope it was instant and painless. Yeah. So, this is honestly... I'm going to go home and shower after this. Shower in gasoline and light myself on fire. So he made his way into the bedroom where his three sons were sleeping and stabbed them to death. Yeah. He then piled his son's bodies on his wife's bed and placed a Bible on top of them. Raymond dragged the rest of the bodies into a pile in another bedroom. He then lay in wait for Tony and her parents to get home. This is very... Like meditated, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's just like meditated to the point where you couldn't call it a sign. No, gosh, no. Because it's he's put some actual thought into. Yeah. Murdering this. Yeah. So when Tony and her parents returned home, Raymond attacked Tony's father Philip with a softball bat. But Tony managed to escape and call for help. 
So when the police had arrived, Philip had been able to overpower Raymond and stop him from killing anyone else. <gasps> oh, that's a reminder, sorry. No, I lost it. I didn't get the Mac. Sorry, Bugger. carry on. Yeah, <laughs> got out bit twice. I thought they were going to win that. Yeah, me too. So as the bodies were removed from the home, onlookers watched in horror as the bodies just continued to be removed. The bodies were then taken to Wellington for a post-mortem autopsy. Detective Inspector Larry Reed described the scene as very tragic and almost indescribable. God, yeah, all of these family members, bro, like, like he had a knife too, like he was stabbing people, it just, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Um, I also read before this took place, Tony did have a restraining order in place. Mm. Um, Raymond was convicted of seven murders, one attempted murder, and the murder of an unborn child. Yep. That counts as a murder, eh? Like, I think. Maybe they've just changed that law. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Yep. So, serving seven life sentences for the murders, as well as ten years imprisonment for murdering an unborn child. Okay. And seven years for attempted murder. Right. I think, yeah, I think recently the law has just been changed that, like, an unborn child is, like, a life sentence now but still 10 years what's classified as an unborn child though like it's not abortions or anything like that because it's not yeah, really a like, child as a fetus like murder i think yeah yeah so like yeah we're yeah. past that point yeah um as he was taken to prison it looks like he is blowing kisses to the public oh. you can watch that on youtube mm, okay i might actually <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> Raymond has a prior conviction as a driver and a, fatal, a facial, I've written facial, but it was fatal crash <laughs> in 1984 when he was 16 at the time. He was a minor at this point in time, but, you know, so it's his record sealed with that. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that could have, you know, contributed or something. Maybe, yeah. But, you know, premeditated. Yeah. For sure. So he has now, to this day, when I wrote this a while ago. Yep, because we're re recording. <laughs> has made 14 applications for parole since being convicted. His last application was in 2022, which was declined, and he will not be eligible to apply again until April 2024. Did he plead guilty to the murders? Because I know he was like convicted of them. I wonder if he pled guilty as well maybe it's obviously not a case of like no he definitely he definitely did he them. must yeah, have he, yeah seven life sentences it. yeah uh he was also declined the application for parole for three years for the consideration of the family mm. in 2008 he was declined parole as he was using drugs you're a muscle yeah so Raymond was due for a parole hearing in 2016 and One News wanted to attend and wrote to him to request this. Mm. When he received this, he sent back a handwritten letter talking about his situation and declining that they attend. Uh, 19 years, he had not spoken out and not said anything. And it was confirmed that the letter that he sent mm. would not have any effect on his parole. Yeah. So, at the parole hearing in 2022, Sir Ron Young, who we've talked about previously, mm. um, said in his report that Raymond had made positive progression in prison and he was working on the prison site 
and he had done nearly a hundred sessions with a psychologist, which also included the risk he may face confronted in the community by an upset member, member of the public or a victim. He had been to 96 sessions between 2013 and 2016. So that's not even like one a week. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's not committed in the slightest. Or are they? Either. Do they not have the resources? Oh, that's a fair point as well. But actually. why? Yeah. I was thinking to myself, you know how, you know, kids get put into get their like counselling paid for if a traumatic event happens to them, mm-hmm. and like the counselling is paid for for life. Yeah. Why? Does the government, this would be quite expensive, so bear with me. Just, if it was, no, fuck it, who cares about the price? So, if we implemented, like, counselling in primary school. Yeah. Like, we have free dental care. Yeah. From the age of, from when you're born to when you're 18. Free dental care, free counselling, which would give people the life skills that they needed not to be shit. Yeah. And to succeed. Yeah, I suppose you'd need... I know this, again, is probably quite a controversial topic because I'm all for it too, but you'd also need counsellors who um, not only not specialise in just chatting because the kids the kids won't just understand that, you know, like, well, some might, some might not because the trauma mm. could affect them in different ways, but you'd need, like, different kind of counselling. You'd need, like, drawing and, like, music and stuff like that. Like, you'd... You'd need to branch it a lot more, but you definitely agree. Like, there should be some form of mental health support. Yeah, and not fucking like guidance counsellors. Fuck your guidance counsellors. They're everywhere. They're like I'm pretty sure our guidance counsellor wasn't even fucking certified. She was just the principal's fucking wife. Oh, okay. That's not. That's not so good. Dang. Bloody Westport for you, mate. <laughs> I know, and we used to ditch school and go horse riding, and she used to stalk us on Facebook. Okay, that's weird. And she's meant to be a counsellor, you know. You know. But yeah, alright. So throughout his hearing, he stressed how much he loved his children, and when asked why he had killed them, he said he felt it was putting them in a better place. Oh, so yeah, he's definitely admitted to it. So... He was denied on the grounds that he was still an undue risk. The board also said that they were not especially confident that Raymond has truly understood the circumstances under which he came to kill these members of his family, including not just his own children, but the babysitter, her partner, and others. Yeah. He told the board for the past 30 years he had regretted attending... He, sorry, he had regretted ending innocent lives and that he was fully aware on the trauma of his actions on the living victims what within your 96 counseling sessions he said and i quote and we're going to cry after this because this is stupid for the past three decades i have walked life with the great weight of loss of mana and shame i will walk the rest of my life with that fuck a mama fuck a ma fuck a ma yep Fuck her ma. That doesn't sound right, but that's how it's written. Fuck her ma. Yeah. Fuck her ma. So that is what he said. But you know what? His children won't get to grow up. So I hope you walk the rest of your life with shame, and I hope it plagues you. 
There is something that says the mayor of Masterton at the time of the murders had kept in contact with the family and it was their view that Raymond should never be released. Raymond said he understood why the family's victims wanted him to remain in prison. Mm. Like, do you, bro? Yep. Stop applying for parole. Yeah. <laughs> so Raymond is... <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, is it spicy? Let's fucking get the teapot, girl. Okay, okay. Get a bro. I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> Raymond is now in a relationship with a woman he has previously been... He had previously dated, but in his teens. So there had... Their relationship had ended when he was 13 or 14. Yeah. So they rekindled when Raymond was on a guided release six-ish years ago. Mm. Since then, they had regular visits and phone calls. Some of the comments she had made were concerning. For example, she had said in relation to the murders, there are two sides to all issues. (laughs) (laughs) How do you... Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, girl. Okay, sis. This woman has been described as fragile as she had uh, had childhood trauma that had caused or contributed to a serious drug addiction. There were reports that she seems to have a good life since then, though. Right, okay. So she, you know, she has improved. Which but, is, but it's still traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. But you see, like, if we had counsellors to help the children work through this, maybe the drug issues would reduce. Maybe they would increase. Who knows? Who knows? Raymond has said that he was supported by the woman's family, but the reports say that they have had little contact with him. Right. So the family had concerns with the developing relationship due to the killings of his family when his previous relationship fell apart. Oh, oh, okay. Fear. Um, Yeah, I I do see their side. (laughs) So he was encouraged by the court to focus on his own reintegration. Oh, into society. Yep. Yeah. Integration. And In, In reintegration. Re- reintegration. Yeah. I should have put a dash there. Um, there needs to be more work done on understanding the reasons on why he offended and the risk arising from it and what the connections might be between that and any new relationship. Yeah. So this case is featured in the book Shattered Dreams, Family of New Zealand's Murdered Victims Speak Out by Bill O'Brien. It is a personal account of the tragedy written by Debbie Woodward. Wood, Wood Ward. Wood Ward. Yeah. Raymond's sister-in-law. Oh, okay. Yeah. The dreadful events inside the house that night will never be forgotten by the survivors and by the police who attended those scenes. Raymond's fury and the dreadful loss of innocent lives will continue to haunt them as long as they live. So, the home that this heinous act took place in has now been demolished Good. and now stands a small children's park oh nice yeah a very eerie i mean i was gonna say park. it is very eerie but hopefully like if you do believe in this stuff maybe there's some like bad energy but good energy perhaps <laughs> i don't know yeah isn't it it's just like it's a crazy story crazy I, case Reading that now, I feel like I could have found a lot more information on it. But it's still but pretty. it's honestly limited, like, I don't know, that's You almost want to forget about it, though. I do. Why yeah, did we re-record that? We should have just, like... <laughs> you kept it. Deleted. Put it in a hole. But I, 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 what, yeah, I was going to say, maybe the country even buried it somehow, just because it's so disturbing. I know, but, like, that's something that we haven't talked about. You know, yeah. now tell me if 
what's the definition of a serial killer? Oh, a serial killer is when they've killed multiple people but in different spots. Serial killer, a person who commits a series of murders, <laughs> often with no apparent motive and typically following char a characteristic, predictable behaviour pattern. Oh, I just thought it was different places. Because I know like a mass murder is when they're all in the same place. And then... Okay, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's what that was. It also says the unlawful killing of two or more victims by the same offender or offenders in separate events. Right. Oh, so he was a mass murderer. Then. He was a mass so murderer. He was a mass murderer, yeah. Mm. Shall we look at the 14 traits of serial Yeah, let's see if we've got some of them. Okay, are you ready? Number one, makes podcasts about true crime. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Okay, ready? Yes, hit me. Fingers. We'll go with ten. I don't know how many there are. Go with five, shall we? Lack of empathy. Oh, no. That's questionable for me. <laughs> Lack of remorse. Oh, no. No, I think hopefully we're good. Maybe half and half. <laughs> Impulsi impulsivity. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, done. Grand grandiosity. Grandiosity. Oh, so it's just really big gestures. Like, really, really big ones. So, no, I don't think either of us do that. I don't know, I like to buy my partner stuff for fun. Okay, there you go. Put, but, put it down. Oh, narcissism. No. Superficial charm. Oh, maybe a little bit for me. Manipulation. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. Okay, I'll put a finger down. <laughs> yeah. Addictive personality. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lust for power. Oh, Lust for maybe, like, maybe, maybe. Okay, so, maybe. We've, so we've got quite a few fingers down. We've pretty much hit five out of like what seven or eight. <laughs> oh, that's a bit scary. Sensation seeking. Oh nah. I don't know. I like the butterflies I get on swings, but I don't think that counts. Oh no, I hate that. You know what I? Hate? Well, I like skydiving. Skydiving was fun. I've never been. Skydiving. But I hate sky like swings. <laughs> the skydiving is. Oh, fun. here we are. The McDonald trade. Triad. So triad, not What's trade. That? Childhood bedwetting, fire starting, and abuse towards animals. That sounds not, not a fun triad to be part of, really. No. <laughs> so, it's many serial killers try to plead insanity when they are tried for their crimes at trial. However, this claim does not hold up in court very often. Serial killers are not considered legally insane due to the fact that they knew the crimes were wrong but committed them anyway mm. multiple times. And then they've got some examples and stuff like that and we are nothing like them. We look a bit like him. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bald dude like there's just obviously even... serial killer written all over him. <laughs> that was Son of Sam. Son of Sam. Son How of do I Sam. know that name? Um, it was a, that was a serial killer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. An American one. Of course. He all is of them serving, are He is serving six life sentences, the son of Sam, compared to the seven that the Masterton Massacre. Seriously? Yep. Oh, dang. But um, he didn't kill as many people. Oh. But that, you know, like comparing... People are sometimes like, oh, our justice system is shit. But when it is done right... Oh, it's done, it's done good. I mean, it could be done better still. Mm. But 
there you are know, some that's good pretty, parts. That's good that he's in yeah. there and he's actually serving. Whiskey's being naughty, so we're going to go. And we hope you have a good day, and we hope that you can shower this case away. And we hope that you do not show all the signs of serial killer characteristics. Like we did. We would have to testify in a trial. But yes, thank you for joining us. I'm Ayla. And I'm Andy. And this was Sinister Sinister Dynasty. Dynasty.